What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Everybody, welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, we are Gary Short tonight, but uh, Hannibal's back, so yeah. Um, we got Kim's side money plans. I'm in a totally different spot. Screw this up. We got Hannibal is hungry, hey. and then we got I got it. We got John Dash Theory TV. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we got some things to go through for sure uh it's kind of funny i did we did the like the pair of um video that we do para presents premieres now we change the day it premieres every thursday but we try and re- record it on monday or tuesday and we had sergio on and i know kim you had sergio on too as well this week but we had sergio on on monday and we were talking about how still some parents are uh are morons and let their kids use uber and whatnot well today Uber allows kids 13 to 18 are now allowed to use Ubers and have their own accounts through their parents' account. Just crazy. Um, there's some other things we're going to talk about too, but guys, I mean, I am, I, I can't tell you, I used to like pick these people off. I used to, I used to talk to the police outside of high schools. I, this is a big deal. This has always been a big deal. And I don't think allowing it is the solution. Um, personally, I, I think this is going to be horrible. Um, in fact, I was just, I was going through one of the articles and, and like, they're talking like here, they're talking about that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be basically available 13 to 17 year olds to set up personal accounts through their family's profile. Um, and, uh, so the, the teen accounts will allow people 13 to 17 year old to, uh, um teens riding alone in ubers is not new but the new policies mark a change in how the company deals with them that is the worst statement i've ever heard said because they're not new they've never ever been allowed well do they mean like allowed to take it by themselves or more like allowed to be in an uber with adults no no alone but see like that well, that's was what part i mean now when, when i, mean, I, I yeah, like but when i did creative writing there too when I when I was a rideshare driver though, I used to cancel on them all the time at the high school. Within a minute or two, I'd watch somebody else pick them up. I, I would stay there and I'd watch, and they would just hail another one, and so and and then literally it wouldn't take multiple ones. Even the next driver would take them. I was always shocked. I'm like you morons. Like I know we don't read the TOS, but seriously, I mean a lot of Uber drivers are just there for the money. And of course, you know, the ones that are doing it right, obviously they read the uh, rules, but there's a lot of them that are just there for the money. I've read three articles so far and not one of them has talked about insurance. And insurance is going to have a whole field day with this. 
I just think of all the horrible things as a parent yeah. that could happen. Like, I can't imagine, even at the age of 17, close to 18, putting my daughter uh, in an Uber by herself. I, I just, there's too many wackos out there these days. Like, I don't yeah. trust anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, seriously, like, uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're saying that, you know, the, the and the other thing that it got into too that I really hated was that um when it gets into which drivers will get these, uh it's it it talks about um where is it the the uh the company said only experienced and highly rated drivers will be eligible to take on rides from teens and drivers can opt out if they want. Why would you opt in? I mean, to to you're an extremely good rating. You want to or rate driver. You want to kill your rating, because nothing good's going to happen from these rides. Nothing. Imagine all the false accusations that could come from these rides. Yeah, yeah. I, I I am only imagining problems. I I don't know. I uh, Hannibal. But there's would you also your, Would you there. put your 13 year old kid in, a, in an Uber? No. But I, mean, I think these, this is already <laughs> happening, so it's just more yeah. of an official thing. I think it's happening. I think it's happening a lot. Um, yeah. School bus, there's school bus issues has been happening since the pandemic where they just don't have enough drivers. Um, I've had some issues with the school bus drivers. I mean, most of the time I drive my son to school, but they're not 100% reliable. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, Uber is trying to fill that void. But the liability is the biggest issue if you are a rideshare driver. Is this worth it? But they're going to be drivers who are looking to get any kind of fare. They're trying to make as much money as possible. They have already been doing it wrongly. So now Uber is basically um, okaying this. Um, I'm assuming Lyft is not doing this. I, I don't know. I know Wait, Lyft, Lyft is just trying to make another day nowadays. <laughs> I mean, true. Um, I would not have my kid uh, in a, a cab by themselves. I know we have a different uh, life now. A couple of decades ago, you know, you'll let the kid just go anywhere. And now we're a little bit more. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit more of a helicopter parent probably than my parents were, where it was like, yeah, you know, some people are able to take kids. They get on a plane by themselves. I probably would never, ever let my son go on a plane by himself uh, as a child, you know, young kid. But at the same time, um, we could at least the Uber background checks aren't very effective. Who knows who's actually getting on these Uber rides or getting into the jobs? I know sex offenders have been able to get Uber as a, a way to make money. So I put I would not suggest uh, using it uh, even as a parent or even as a rideshare driver opting in. I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I I uh, and just to like when Max was ten, he he went to see his during the summer. He went for three weeks to see his grandparents in L.A., who he barely ever sees. And um, I I he rode the, he he flew alone that time. I yeah. was able to walk him right to the gate. I was able to walk him on the plane, which they yeah. the kind of security the way it works. Like really, you're gonna let me go down the tarmac and everything? And they did. But but flight flight attendants are more how recently was this? they take yeah. care of you right like it's a well that's and that's a, what I did I like met the flight attendant and I was like okay got your name I got you <laughs> I know, I know what you look like, like. <laughs> take care take of him yeah, and then the same away. thing on the other end they came down the jetway and were able to actually get him and so I, I mean I don't know I felt comfortable with that I I would never have felt I would have never <laughs> stuck him in a car and what Uber's saying is with a teen account they'll have the freedom to request their own rides. And you'll be notified every time they do. Plus, 
with the live safety feature and real-time updates. You can follow along from pickup to drop-off. And then it says, there it go, in this article, it also says that if the, if the kid is feeling weird about the trip, he can turn on uh, record audio feature. Now, why would they do? this? Why I know what is that going to do? But here's my point: Why should they even have to worry about why? I mean, why isn't that even though it's not going to do anything? Why isn't it just going to be on on everyone? But that's not even much of a new feature. If you request a ride for someone else, you can see the you can see the person yeah. that you're helping. So I don't see what's the new thing but, that's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like in terms of safety, it's the same thing. If I request a ride, I can see exactly when they pick them up, when they what where they are. So I don't know. Yeah. But if if they really wanted to do something bad, they just need to take their phone and leave it on the side of a carp somewhere, and it says that the car is still sitting there. Like it's yeah. Or if or like, if they're going or if they're going to the movie theater, if they if they have a movie theater destination, you you drive there and you throw their phone out at the theater. Yeah. And then you take them to wherever you're gonna do bad stuff. I mean, to me, it's I'm just I'm shocked. I'm appalled. I'm. I just. I guess maybe I'm going down the dark side of it. Like to me, there's just way too much horrible things out there. Human trafficking, assaults. Like there is just so many bad things out there. Like I, as a parent, I, there's no way. They also will have the ability to Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, you're going to get a fat tip I'm from a teenager. My, uh, credit card. <laughs> More. Bad, yeah, bad, you know, bad, teenagers bad, understand the tipping culture. They're gonna, they're gonna really take care of you. Might pick up the volume though, so that some drivers can get some more. So for some more two dollar orders, or I saw a dollar fifty add on the other day. <laughs> That's what Uber is looking at: volume, volume, volume. They know that getting a teen account, you know, gets the you know people you to order more. Gotta get the more. next generation hooked. Yeah, you want it. Good point, John. <laughs> The video, like the actual Uber video that they released yesterday. Did you guys actually see that? No. no. So it's a it's a video of a family and they're literally using Uber for everything for, and they're going to Greece. So they do, and we'll get into it. That's why part of my thing, but they do a group gro grocery order. They the the kid has its birthday and he now has access to Uber Eats and he can now order Uber Eats. But the funny thing is the Uber Eats part of it. Oh, in the beginning of it, they also showed all the family getting into an Uber as a group ride. Like everything you can possibly think of, they get to Greece and they take an Uber boat, which is a new thing now too. But acting actually, now. Uber boat is very old, but it went away once or even yeah. twice. But the thing with the Uber Eats, so it shows this kid and he's ordering an Uber Eats and the mom gets an alert on the phone as she's walking by, walking by the kid's door and go, ooh, he got an Uber Eats. I'm like, do you know how much a kid can rack up on your credit card with Uber Eats? <laughs> and you're just going to get That's the whole alert. point of Uber Eats. Well, you're going <laughs> to get an alert each time, so... What is that going to do after the fact? Your kid just ordered two hundred dollars worth of sushi. See, the smart kid is going to go turn off the parents' notifications for Uber. <laughs> that that's all sounds. I mean, if you don't have control of your kid, it can it can yeah. go sideways real quick. Like back in the day, John, I don't know, or probably Steve, or Kim too. I'm acting like we all around the same age. The ability of you on the phone, cell phone minutes when that was a big deal, oh, yeah. and I the teenager that. would be the one that will just rack up minutes. The parent look at the bill like, what the hell? You know, kids don't understand the value of money sometimes, right? 
I um, come from the era of beepers, so. <laughs> I was gonna say that was really nice of Hannibal to like include like me in your guys' age group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think Uber's just like <laughs> yeah, Uber's trying to be like Amazon. They want you don't want our entire lives being surrounded by every feature that they have. Like they just like a DoorDash. I mean, DoorDash and Tony Shu has said that we want to order everything, get anything delivered to you. As fast as possible. We want your whole life surrounded by constantly spending money on our platform. So pretty much. That's not a big we want surprise. to see what percentage of your annual income can we get in our pockets. That's the uh, exactly. That's the yeah. yeah I wonder what the a- that would be a really interesting statistic. What is the average percentage per person that their that their annual income goes to like Uber or DoorDash? I mean, it's interesting to see that for DoorDash, like those food delivery in general, and then Amazon. Those Amazon, I, I know I'm I'm don't I'm donating a uh, tide or whatever you want to call it <laughs> At least of my of my money every yeah I'm I'm a sucker it, <laughs> Amazon everything because it you know so Amazon so definitely is I'm definitely in trouble with that the food delivery apps at least personally for me I've been scaling back because it's expensive man yeah I mean but Amazon I mean anything you can think of you look it up there's five different versions already yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I yeah, this is uh, I'm 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 just offended by the uh, rideshare part. The Uber Eats doesn't shock me. I'm surprised they haven't done that earlier, and even let eight year olds do it. I mean, <laughs> again, from Uber's perspective, they just want your money. They don't care. They don't care. If they really don't. Or what I happens? Feel like kids already do Uber Eats anyway without their parents knowing. How many times do you do a delivery? And I'm gonna say it's not a lot, but you get a message. You know, meet me at the end of the driveway or pull into like the back. Like you get like these cryptic messages because kids will want to know. Leave like the window on the right. <laughs> don't ring the bell. Don't knock on the door. <laughs> right. Lately, throw some stones at the upper left window. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um but kim did you want to talk about that story a little more yeah so this actually has to do with all of this that they announced and it was announced on wednesday my portion of it is they announced a new family dash group grocery ordering system that now if you have like a whole bunch of roommates or you have a family that all living under like one roof, you can do one group order and every person who is on it can keep adding stuff into the cart. And then at the end, you can Uber Eats will split the bill for you. Um, so it's just something that they're adding. They compared it a lot to the Instacart family plan family. I forget what it was called. Family cart is what Instacart calls it. They rolled that out in 2022. Um, so Uber Eats does all the work now for big families and also roommates, and it makes grocery shopping more easier for, I guess, the food the food grocery space. I guess my big thing with all of this is from a driver's perspective. I hope I'm not like it's like eight separate carts I have to have because there's eight different members of a family trying to order and they like it has to be separated. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing right. that. If you got to separate it, like, well, can you, you imagine? Figure it out yourself. Yeah, How do you like, separate that? I'm gonna bring everything together and then you guys separate it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, it's interesting with the uh, Instacart or 
this this system because usually for me is um whenever i did instacart my wife we had the same login so we were already sharing it anyway like so if i made an order and she wanted to add it just go log in so i, I mean i guess it makes it easier hopefully there's a bigger volume because i know um a lot of uh, at least with doordash they talked about this in their earnings report that the batches of what's being brought are becoming smaller right well, they're, like the order volume is high but people are buying smaller and smaller amounts of things so if we can get people to spend more money like that's what the whole point of a company is right to get people to spend more money it can help but i can see what you're saying in terms of just dealing with the logistics of ordering five different of <laughs> uh, you know things of food or groceries and trying to separate it and everyone has different i guess requirements that could be a bit overwhelming but let me ask you this. So, John, you do grocery shopping. Steve, you do grocery shopping. And Hannibal, you used to do grocery shopping. I order right? groceries. I know, but you used to do Instacart. <laughs> yeah, two shoppers yeah, I used, and a customer. I did a, I did a few Instacart batches in my day. Okay, so let me get this. So if you saw a batch or an Uber Eats order came through for like 75 to 100 units, even despite the cost, you're like, Nah, man, not today. <laughs> I know that's the way I would look at it. I'd be like, yeah, no, it's. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, there is a price tag that I'll do that for, but it, it's never. I'm never going to see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, even if I do it, I'm going to give you. I mean, to do that, you need to pay me 50, 60 bucks. Yeah, like if, if, if each each person is is going to do at least a twenty percent tip, then it's probably worth it. If everyone, if every little order is like, okay, we're all going to order four of us. And we all like if we order something from Instacart and we all tip 20%. I think that order would be pretty impressive. And I think someone will probably will take take that order. Do you think, think a college kid that has a whole bunch of roommates is gonna tip 20%? No, no, no I don't no. even no. think look, when I see a 70 unit, and I'm not kidding, this is no joke, they're barely ever higher. The it, actually the that's what I was looking to pick pick off too for dumpling. Um, you know, I have five clients now, but I want more, but I want big order people, but it seems like all the people that order 70 units and stuff are the ones that are $8 offers without a tip. Mm -hmm. And that's like shocking to me. I'm like, dude, more. this isn't even, people often refer to an hour of Instacart. Like it depends on the time of day. It's just an hour and a half plus is what I usually look at it as. Right. Yeah, that was like I... the best thing was shipped. was that there were more consistently uh tips that were like sizable yes. compared to the order size i just think also customers though have wisened up you were saying i forget which one of you guys said that you know they're seeing lesser items with people ordering opposed to the big orders i also think customers wised up that if they put in a big huge order they're not getting it timely but if they break it up into smaller amounts it might come quicker um which could be why they we start seeing smaller batches because i know for me every time uber eats and uber eats runs promos quite often like 30 percent off your grocery order same thing sometimes with um uh who else doordash um i might like just use the promo code because i'm like oh okay they can actually get me my stuff i need for dinner i'll have it shipped to the house and use the 30 percent off but i keep it under like 10 items because i'm like no one's gonna shop for more than 10 items to get me my food quicker the reason why i don't spend as much money is because the stuff in the store is expensive i don't know how, how much money you guys spend on a gallon of milk you guys have an idea like uh, I just I, it's exp I, I think I, I looked was, at it one I, time. I just did a shop today for dumpling. I'm trying to think because I yeah. she actually I was just there too, and I got her two things, two gallons of milk. 
So it, was, it was Kroger brand, so it wasn't yeah, a little cheaper. It's a little Check cheaper, out. yeah. Yeah, so like you, I will go through and I'll do my little order, and then I'll look at the items I finished, and I look at the total, and I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, let me take. It's like let me take some of this stuff back. <laughs> let me take some of the thing off this list, so like you know, because I think I think that's probably one of them too. Like you have this list, and you realize, man, everything is so expensive. Okay, let me scale this back a little bit. Actually, so that could definitely no. be a reason. I just yeah. looked at my Acme oh. app, which is my local grocery store. It's four dollars and fifty nine cents for a gallon. Yeah, it's. See, right. I'm, use I'm, I'm guessing it's cents. take about a dollar off for the Kroger brand, so it's probably about three fifty for a gallon. That's yeah, not all right. That's not bad. So that's you know the one thing I have noticed, but I agree, all foods up when I go shop for my son and I, it's it it kills me. Yeah, um, but. One thing I did notice is the egg disaster is over because eggs got up to almost eight dollars here, and they were like two forty nine a dozen today. That's crazy. I love the so, big difference. <laughs> so that that disaster is over because we stopped eating them. Yeah, but so <laughs> I told Max, I'm like, we can't afford eggs anymore. Dude. <laughs> but sometimes though, and I guess why some people. I guess why some people are actually ordering out more because think about the cost of groceries. Even if you're a family of two, in my case, we're a family of three and my daughter is a peanut, so it doesn't eat that much. Like sometimes it really is cheaper to eat out depending on where you go and you need to know your prices. But sometimes it is e it's so cheaper eating out than going to a grocery store and pick, like cooking a huge elaborate meal. <clears throat> depends depends on what you cook though i don't know yeah. i when i go in for me not dumpling or whatever and when i go in for me i go to there's one section that is sale meats there's nothing wrong with them but i always can find some stuff in there I, manager I specials the wait yeah. there's like a bin of meats for sale yeah. that's been yeah. around for a minute yeah. the I go, I go, I usually the ones that have find like all kinds of stuff bad. dude steve be careful man <laughs> we'll be getting some old meats <laughs> <laughs> no they're all it's it's like overstock it's not yeah. even like dated stuff. It's just overstock. Yeah. Some and they'll just put it out. Um, I mean, it's like, it's usually about a third the cost. And I just, I just fire, <laughs> I just get our yeah. grill going and I cook it all. When, when enough, meat, enough heat, it'll, it'll burn and kill whatever that's on. Exactly. Yeah, you ever try to save your customers money, get them those manager specials as well? Like, hey, I, I saved you five here. I saved you three over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, a couple of my clients have said to me for dump, dumpling anyway, they they've told me which items they're specific on. If it's not this brand, I, there is no replacement. I want it. Okay, cool, man. Like, and then if they're like, if it's not this brand, I don't care, just anything. Right, right. So it's like there are some things they care about. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've noticed it, overall grocery has been going up for me for a while, probably since the new year even. And I don't think it's gone down. The only thing that's happened in the good is the eggs went down. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, let me see. I, I didn't even say hi to chat. I'm sorry, guys. Let me jump right in there because I was so pissed off that they're allowing kids to do rideshare. Um, Christopher Taylor, what's up? Sorry your neighbor's house burned down. I don't really understand. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened and that you woke up to it uh what's up thomas how are you what's up marissa what's up gigan um gigan we're going to talk about you your uh, city or your state here in just a second and what's up cruising dasher josh uh just insane uh trixie uh mr dsn mr dsn i saw you put this comment um 
I think this can help out a lot of struggling families on the plus side. So Mr. DSN's in Denver. Um, and so I'm just, I'm just curious. His name's Derek. Derek, what do you, what do you, are you talking about ride share? Or are you talking about food delivery? Because hmm. I don't know, man. If you're talking about rideshare, oof. I don't know how I feel about that. And always the the see this is always the comment from this who person. is this man? Who I don't is this know. person? <laughs> I don't know. Like, every, is it every, I will say at least once a day. It doesn't matter what creator I'm watching. The comments are like they call me Weed Dash. I'm like, Yo, who is this mysterious person? He's Weed Dash. They, they call Weed Dash. I hope that they show up in Denver in August because I would like to meet this person and ask why. Like, why? Right, I mean, just just for context too, for everybody, he never does anything offensive. No, right? no, it's just that he's he's a, just, that's it. He like, just comes in and he announces himself. <laughs> he's he's Weed Dash. Like, I was here. Who is yeah. this person? So, what's up, Edward Lee? What's up, Joe? Um, hope it's not Gary. That'd be weird. Hey, what's up, Kevin T? Um, That'd be kind of funny, though. If it was. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, yeah, I am weed. Like, why? You don't even smoke. Like, yeah, but it was just funny. Maybe it's Donna. Maybe it's Carrie's wife. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's Donna, too, but maybe that's her other one. Like an alter alias. Yeah, just to say that and then walk out. Like, um, Okay, so a couple things I want to touch on here. So one thing, um, I find this very weird, too. Uh, so the bill that got killed off here in Colorado, this is from today in a, in a, in a, in, a, um, in the Westward, which is a Colorado publication and it's drivers co-op gathering funding partnerships before competing with Uber and Lyft. It's talking about this driver who, um, only gets about 30% if she's claiming of the fare, the rider pays, um, and she's, and, and riders, have and according to her in this article, yet customers often complain about how expensive the trip is these days. To which she replies, "Quote unquote, I'm I'm so sorry, um, I'm not getting uh, more money, but let me tell you about this new drivers co-op thing that's coming out." Now, so far this just sounds like another story, but here's what I was talking about with trap doors, and I'm not saying it was in the legislation, but this, but one the Denver's new drivers cooperative. Who for who got incorporated on May first was involved in the bill, which is a co-op ride app. But here's the kicker, guys: um, the board, the the majority of the board members for this um, co-op ride app are uh, Colorado Independent Drivers United, a union for gig drivers. <laughs> so I'm a little, I don't know where I sit with this. Because now all of a sudden the bill that got shot down is is affiliated with a union. And now they're going to let their co-op, which is what Stephanie's mentioned here a few times when we've had her on, um, is that, no, it's a co-op, not a union. That's That was the what's constant the, wording we had. What's the difference, and I, forgive me for my ignorance, of a difference between a co-op and a union? So like, okay, let me get, I'll give you an example of a brick and mortar uh, co-op that still exists in Boulder. It's right before the walking mall in Boulder. It's got eight stores in this old, um, in its massive old gas station. So it's bigger than a get than you'd think a gas station to be, but it's got eight or seven or eight stores in it. Each person who owns the store works 10 AM to 10 PM one day a week 
for all the stores. Okay. So they're, like, they're all in one room and you can shop from all of them. And then okay. they have to work one day to be able to take in all the money in sales and they all split the rent. So I, I'm, that's just an uh, example of a co-op. Okay, there, there is something similar in here in Brooklyn. Um, a, a few a grocery stores, and they call them co-ops. And what you do is you work. You have shifts there. And you're able to either get di heavy discounts on groceries. Like you, I guess you're participating in the business. And then you get some benefits out of it. So I'm reading an article about the driver co-op. They got, they, by joining it, they pay about $100. $100 buy-in. And you, and you complete an orientation. And it says the co-op aims to take around 20% of each fare to covering operating costs, which I'm assuming uh, Uber is taking way more than 20%. So on the surface, it sounds fine. But I guess, like, Steve, you're, you're a little apprehensive about the whole idea. I just don't like in the last, in the last <laughs> sentence even of this. It's the last sentence. Some board members, and I looked, and it was it was three of five. Some board members also belong to Colorado Independent Drivers United, a union for gig for gig drivers that's advocating for transparency and better treatment of app-based drivers. So unions infiltrating the co-op. That and, <laughs> and I'm trying to get better about the union word, but even in this context, that union word and where it is and and its meaning there is scary to me. I don't know. Mm. Um, just me. I mean, I might be wrong, guys. Maybe this is gonna be great. I, I just. Uh, but I get worried. Um, Kim, do you? All right. Let's say if we actually decided to create our own co-op, wouldn't that be a better honest, situation? Like, or you think that's not the? I mean, trying to come together, having some kind of organization. I think not say a as a union. Difference between coming together and being on the same page to get a result out of it, opposed to it actually being an organization, because then it does come across that it's a union opposed to people standing together to get a result that they're looking for. At least that's the way I look at it. I think if you're forming a, a group, so to speak, it does come across uniony, and who knows, it could become one if you put it, if it like keeps snowballing and it becomes, you know, stipulations down the road or it, you know, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like people are in it for money. That's like that. I feel like yeah. if that's one thing we've learned is everybody's in for the money. So say it just starts off with 10,000 gig workers and we're just here to really get transparency, but then it turns into 50,000, a hundred thousand, 200,000. And then all of a sudden say it's the four, four of us who formed this group, we're like, hmm, how can we, not that we would do this, but how can we capitalize off of the 20,000 or 200,000 people that we have in our group to make it more profitable for us since we found it? And I think that's kind of how it snowballs. Yeah. I mean, um, off the surface, it, they're, they're aiming for 20% uh, takeout from the affair, which I think a lot of drivers will find that very attractive compared to- Though yeah. 80%, right? Look, yeah. I mean, every all the startup ride shares that fail, the reason they fail, guys, you, I mean, you can all say it's a you know, it was this, it was it's always one reason they don't have the customer base. That's the right. reason every time, right? Like, you that's people say you can't compete with Uber and Lyft. The reason is, is because how where's your database coming from of your clients? And even if you do like acquire a database, like let's say you bought Amazon's database. How are you going to get your legs underneath this thing? How do people trust you more than Uber or Lyft? 
which sounds pathetic because I don't trust Uber and Lyft, but like, like the only way to acquire acquire those customers is by probably being even cheaper, right? right? Like that's probably be considerably cheaper. Yeah. And their profits as a new company, then their profits go down the tube, but then they're not as profitable. And then how do they really get off the ground if they can't make the profits off of what they're offering? Yeah. We can always raise prices in the future. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Something like that's been done. <laughs> you sound like like the plan of Uber now. <laughs> Travis Kalanick was sitting there going, hmm, just go really cheap and then check the prices later. <laughs> um, so uh we talked about it a little bit last week, but before John's gonna talk about something here too. But before we move into we got some lighter stories here too, but uh I want to talk about this Minnesota thing. Nate, a couple things happened in Minnesota. One thing already did pass. They're closing out their session right now. They did they did completely ban non-competes that here forward, though. Nothing that's in existence, but here forward, non-competes can't exist, period. Um, in any industry for any reason. Wow. You 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 if you sign a non-compete tomorrow in Minnesota, it won't hold up in court. You can do what you want. So I can be the CEO of Uber and DoorDash together and no one can say anything? Yeah, my thing with this is like, okay, look, I can put some perspective on this that um, luckily, I mean, luckily, if okay, if I lived in Miami and I still worked full-time at the laser company because they're based out of Miami, luckily there isn't another one in Miami. But if there was, I was under a non-compete for a certain distance to not work for another laser company. And there's a good reason. There's there, unlike Uber, there's really true technology behind this laser company. <laughs> and for me to, and they've been around longer than anybody for me to take that to another company would be wrong. Yeah. Um, so I I, I'm, a, I'm all about it, but I feel like they're trying to pass these gig laws and they're doing these non-competes. So they're saying you can be multi-app. And so here's what they're doing though. They've, They've twice tried to have this thing adjusted on the fly, on the floor. Um, and uh, well, let's, you know what? I got a two minute video that we can watch. And this was from, I believe, either last night or today. Because today they were, or yesterday, they were supposed to take it back up again. And they were trying to amend it on the floor. But they think there's a deal. And I'll tell you what, if they don't mention the amounts in this, I'll tell you what they are after this two-minute video, but let's check this out. There is a high-stakes showdown at the state capitol between big rideshare companies, Uber and Lyft, and their drivers. WCCO's Caroline Cummings joins us right now to explain why the companies say a plan to protect workers will actually drive up costs for customers. Hi, Caroline. Good evening, Amelia. So supporters of this bill, including drivers, say they aren't making a livable wage and face increased risks on the road. So this proposal would set minimum payment rates to boost the driver's share of a ride's final bill. But even though this legislation has been scaled back from earlier versions, Uber warns that customers could see a 30% increase in their rides. Now, today, a coalition of Uber and Lyft drivers held a rally at the Capitol demanding the legislature pass the bill in the final days of session. And that bill is on a calendar for a vote in the House tonight and would require drivers get paid $1.45 per mile and $0.34 cents per minute in the Twin Cities metro with slightly lower mileage rates elsewhere in Minnesota. It also will create a way to appeal a company's decision to kick a driver off the platform. Some drivers say they are deactivated without evidence or an opportunity to challenge it. 
I took a, a family to Chaska from the airport. They charge these people $128 to Chaska. They're supposed to charge you less money, you know, but they're greedy. And they pay me only $40 for that ride. So it's not fair, you know. I mean, this is it's insane, you know. We need money with, 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 to support our family. Now, earlier versions of this proposal required Uber and Lyft to also provide accident insurance for drivers who are independent contractors. Now, that language was taken out of the bill, but still Uber in a statement to us says if this bill passes and is signed into law, not only will some of those costs go up for people catching a ride, it might be hard to get a ride to begin with because services might be reduced in the state, Minnesota, in, uh, in Minnesota. Amelia. All right, Caroline, I know you'll be keeping an eye on that for us. Thank you. Um, so a dollar forty they're at sixty cents a mile and twenty cents a minute right now. They're gonna go to a dollar forty-five a minute a mile and thirty-four cents a minute. <laughs> Thoughts? I mean, I, you know, if, as a driver, that sounds great, right? Because that's a lot more money, you know. But I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, is it are we, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Everybody in the chat should put this too. Right? What do you think? I mean, how do you guys feel? Do you think that, uh, like, I mean, cause if you understand business, I mean, this, I'm, I shouldn't be able out to, to tell Hannibal, Hey, you got to pay three times the minimum wage to people that you work with. The law, the law seems to be pretty effective, or at least on the surface I'm looking at, it says basically it provides the, you know, the freedom to work. It gives the gig workers greater bargaining power. Um, potential to even more gig work and have more legal and like I guess clarity with the contract. So it looks good to me. I mean, you know, I don't know what yeah. you guys think, but all good things. I mean, they had to remove they. So last <clears throat> week, and I don't even know if we got this far into it, but I'll tell you the two things that were being the hold up on the floor, and they're trying and they and they've they've amended it to other bills. So like these bills that need to pass for road funding and stuff can't pass unless this does. So they're like trying to like do this on the fly. But like one of the things that came up last week was just, I mean, it was crazy to me. It was that you have to carry a million dollars of, um, of accident insurance. And they right now it's 500,000 Uber's response to this in real time was there isn't a company in this country that offers that. Right. So how are we going to do that? The other thing that they wanted, and I think these two have been removed because, and, and they would have to be because these are just junk. That's junk for one. I mean, like you're just telling them you can't operate here. Um, and then the other one was anytime, like if, if you guys know rideshare, it's, uh, there's uh, four phases, phase zero, one, two, and three. Zero is when you're parked, but you're on the app. One is uh, you've received a ping and you've accepted it. Two is you're driving to the person to pick them up. And three is you've picked them up and you're taking them to the destination. The only time Uber has you covered is, is in phase three. The other three phases, they don't. And now in Minnesota, part of this was that they want you covered on all, all four, even when just the app is turned on. So if you're accepting no rides at all, you could be like abusing Uber's insurance. Yeah. Um, DS Entertainment Network has a pretty good uh, comment there about the idea of being concerned when the government steps in to mandate pay and 
unfortunately that's going to happen that's where it's going to you know no matter where you are in america um happening here in new york it's gonna ha it's they, the government is coming in to change some stuff up yeah I think that's uh, a lot of it is based on the government i mean based on the company messing up <laughs> you know if the company didn't mess this up you wouldn't have the government trying to fix something that they probably don't have the experience or the, or the know-how to even understand but when you have a lot of people saying hey i'm i'm making you know, like um, I, I was I was watching this video on the New York City drivers, uh, the ride, the, the the guys on the scooters, on the bikes. Um, this guy showed his phone. He worked eleven hours, made one hundred and sixty something dollars. Um, now a lot of that could be, does he know what the hell he's doing? But when you are showing this to a news network or a documentary, it, it brings a lot of emotional value to to the person who doesn't do do uh, ride share, doesn't do any food delivery. I'm like, wow, that's that's exploitive. We got to talk to our representatives and then here comes the laws here comes the regulations so that's just that's what's going to happen unfortunately yeah um yeah and ds entertainment network that's uh that's my friend data he lives in boston um he's been doing curry as long as me by the way so i've known dana for a while he's a he's a hard gig worker he's also a driver's ed teacher so if you live in boston you want to Oh, get nice. your kids hooked up in driver's ed go to data nice. <laughs> that makes a special person right there <laughs> yeah doing the lord's work right he literally just puts his life on the line every day like <laughs> are you good that, that's a lot of patience right like a lot yeah. of patience a lot and... of patience Whew. yeah i couldn't it's a lot of high blood pressure too i'm not i'm not i am not teaching my kid to drive it's not happening <laughs> Not happening. It's just not going to work. Actually, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. You? I'm a lot more patient than I thought I'd be. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Kim, are you surprised that Steve is help is help uh, learning teaching his son how to drive? I, I assume you would have like, been... like one of those parents. Stop! Stop! <laughs> yeah, actually, right. I'm just I'm trying to just sit back. He's actually asking more than I'm I'm saying. Maybe we're not to that yet. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know. Dana is. Are you laughing at me right Have now? You thinking, just wait, yet? just wait. You're gonna get <laughs> yeah, wait till you start to start freaking out. Yeah, I'm wait getting a professional. Gets it and then... Getting a professional to teach my son. You're gonna put somebody else's life on the line. Yeah, huh? yeah. Let, let, let them deal with that. <laughs> if they teach your son how to drive, you still need to be the parent in the car when they have their driver's permit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, bad news. But... I, I, yeah. I like that he's the one who uh, who evaluates him though. No, I don't like the way you did that. <laughs> you're, not, you're not good at this. <laughs> Try again. Um, so I don't even know how much it's like that anymore, but I'm sure it is. But I remember doing that. I remember my when I got when I turned 16. That was part of the. By the way, that was part of the Uber. The kids being able to use Uber too was that the um, kids who have their license at 16 is down to 25 percent now nationwide. Like I was when I turned sixteen, I was getting my driver's license that day. Yeah, that my was birthday, usually that was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that I was looking forward to it forever. My son, when he he didn't care, he hadn't even done the classes. He was like, I don't know, whatever. New Jersey at seventeen. Yeah, I think there's been um, I think I either saw a video or article about younger people not. I think we talked about this. Maybe we yeah. haven't. About younger people not interested in even driving, which it's is kind of crazy. That's weird. probably a big reason why Uber did it. Yeah, definitely. The market is there. Like, they care know, about the, the law and liability? No, but the, the, yeah. the market is there. Definitely. 
So yeah, but don't kids want independence these days? Like I just remember me, I'm like, oh, it's a step in the right direction of me getting out. Like it's I can go out with my friends, I can do whatever I want. Like it's like a almost like a rite of passage to get your independent like your first step of independence. Like they it was got like getting your got... license and then getting your first car, and then yeah. They it don't care. Like they got the TikToks, Kim. I don't know. The, the, the Instagram. Really well, well, now they have Ubers. That's why they don't care. And they got more. the Uber. So, <laughs> did you did you guys see? By the way, but just not. I have to sidetrack this a little. Did you see that uh, Montana banned TikTok? Yeah. No, um, no I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, they're not playing around. Uh, like if first, you're Montana first and you had it, it's all of a sudden it's like. Ooh. I think I think next year's official. Like it'll just turn off. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of VPNs in Montana. I'll tell you nope. that much. But isn't, yeah, like, there, isn't there a bill in Washington right now that they're trying to ban the app that it's only going to be available on like the internet, not the app anymore? Citing it was, I forget. What I think it was I think federal federal people like employees are not allowed to use the app or something. Like right, that, they like can't already. I think eventually it's going to be banned. It got too many security risk, and all the other apps do the same thing. Like, what's the point? At least in a perspective, <laughs> like shorts and reels, they all do the same thing. Do the goofy dances. Like we we have Instagram and we have Facebook reels and we have shorts. Like yeah, we don't yeah. do TikTok anymore. We don't need to TikTok. <laughs> I just think it's funny in state, but like yeah, it's in DC, Kim. But like this, but Montana, it is, right? it's I done. They banned point. it. They're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have time to figure out what the rest of the country's doing. We know what we're doing. <laughs> I think it's funny that they think it would make a difference. Like if just their state doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if China, if China's getting data, you know. I mean, because let's be honest, guys. Part. I mean, I was talking to somebody about this with, like, they were like, I don't get what the big deal is. Part of the big deal is that it is for one the music rights, because China, um, it, all these servers happen in China. They don't have, um, and they're communist country. They don't have, uh, um, what do you call it? Where, uh, like we can't use music like and stuff. Yeah, there's no, there's no copyright in like laws. They don't have those. So you're allowed to use everything you want and do whatever you want with it. So I get part of that problem because it's like, well, it's, it's being produced here <laughs> and we're all watching it and it's okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, then why can't the other apps do it? I don't sure. know. You know, and it, does it hurt the artists? I don't think in a TikTok situation it does because I think if anything, it brings attention to the artists. It's almost like advertising. So yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't think it would affect like any of the artists' money. You know, and if anything, it would make it better. <laughs> so, um, but John, you had a couple. You had a couple stories into one. Yeah, uh, interesting stories about Walmart. Walmart had their uh, their earnings report, and uh, they beat their earnings estimates, raised guidance. Everything sounds good in the land of the uh, the Walmart investors. But some of the things that stuck out to me is the reason why the path that they took to beat earnings, and uh, I guess what they projected earnings to increase better the rest of the year. Uh, online growth was the big spot, bright spot for Walmart. E-commerce sales, 27% up over the year for Walmart US. And then at Sam's Club, 20% as well. And when these places talk about e-commerce, they're talking about pretty much anything not purchased at a store. So 
that's going to be pretty much everything delivered. And of course, that's a lot of that spark. Uh, I mean, if some of it is just a regular Walmart at home delivery, but I mean, a considerable amount of that is spark. Uh, and it's kind of interesting because other things like Target, their competitor, their main competitor, uh, they actually dropped sales by 3.4%. So you can see that Target customers went directly to Walmart, essentially, is what the numbers are showing. Um, and they also mentioned the curbside pickup and home delivery of online purchases. Once again, curbside pickup and all that is Spark uh, is what fueled the growth. Uh, customers are going to Walmart. Now, the other piece of it that was interesting is that wealthier customers are also going to Walmart. As these prices are increasing, the amount of customers making over $80,000, $100,000 a year and shopping at Walmart, those demographics are growing. So if you look at that as a big picture, the Walmart sales growing, online commerce growing, high-income earners shopping more at Walmart, uh, of course, those high-income earners are less likely to be going in the store pushing the cart themselves, more likely to be ordering. I say all these things to say that as this economy goes into a recession, and in any recession in general, Walmart typically does better. Um, but that's where I expect Walmart to be growing at this time. Now, that's not saying that all of a sudden we're going to see a bunch of big baller tips on Walmart Spark. I'm just saying that as the percentage of customer shopping Spark grows, we're probably going to see that order volume and that same percentage of good tips grow as well. Let me phrase that. The same volume of good tips grow just as the general volume of orders grows. Um, yeah. Of course, they're going to see bad tips just the same as well. That's going to grow in high volume as well. Yeah, I was, I thought I was it interesting. Gonna, there's a, uh, yeah, me too. And there, there's a, I saw that uh, I was kind of putting it together with this other story too, that I find it weird that Spark isn't going to be in Canada. <laughs> like that they're going to skip the dishes. To me, that's just plain stupid, honestly. Right, like what I thought, well, isn't Spark Walmart's? Like, why don't they just? <laughs> I mean, but you this... know, it probably will be, it'll probably like they did DoorDash and, you know, eventually they'll cut them out, but they want to get a nice footprint first. So what they're promising, though, in Vancouver and Edmonton is um, after you place the order, you will have your groceries within 30 minutes. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and i'm thinking you know i don't know if you guys know canada but canada's really spread out like everything's a long way from everything i can imagine and so like how are you gonna promise 30 minutes it has to be like express like 10 items or less so like no, then we not. have that it's... already packed up it's like a full grocery order you can't even shop yeah it's for it says it says uh delivery on all orders over 40 dollars can place orders seven days a week from 9 a.m to 12 30 a.m and they will be delivered by uh skip the dishes um within and they will be fulfilled within 30 minutes but by you know a lot of it's a promotional thing 30 minutes like is that going to be actually happening probably not yeah but do you want to put that out there and then well i think the word it? fulfilled is the key <laughs> not as delivered, long as... fulfilled well you know what, what was it pizza places of like <laughs> if you don't deliver in 30 minutes your pizza's free they're not guaranteeing like they're going to give you a, something you know for not getting it 30 minutes but yeah. i don't know yeah. is here she's been from canada I think she's from the aren't, yeah aren't you aren't you from the other side though I think it feels like she's uh is she, isn't she like by Ash or she's in Toronto or Quebec maybe because we're talking about the other side of the of yeah. the provinces. Yeah. I <laughs> but, just remember um, she's from Canada. 
But yeah, um, let us know where you're Canada, where you're from, the coast. She says. So the yeah, East Coast. But Walmart yeah. is doing well. I mean, you know, no big surprise, right? Walmart seems to fig is figuring it if, out. If you if you guys <laughs> want to learn more about it, you can go to WalmartCanada.ca. It says. Nice. nice. So if you want to learn more about how this thirty minute thing works or whatever, and, and also check out John uh, Dash Theory TV videos on Spark. The guy's got yeah. the whole thing down packed. I, I remember John saying this. I don't know how many years ago. Maybe two, three years ago two, three years ago about how grocery delivery is, was the, is going to be the thing. I think pandemic, yeah. we're all just food delivery and making all this money. But John said it very early. Eventually, people are lazy and they're going to want their uh, groceries delivered. And that's exactly what's happening. So this this is helpful for the gig workers who are definitely a Spark drivers. I, I have Spark. I'm still stuck in Jersey. I can't move my da- no. That's Amazon Flex. No, I have, I'm not, I'm not on on Amazon. I'm, I'm not Can on, I on your Spark. Amazon Flex because I've been yeah, on we, the wait list for almost two uh, two years now. Yeah, we need to switch our accounts. Um, but I, I would love to be on Spark because I see there are some gig workers who are doing extremely well on Spark, making two hundred dollars a day on Spark. So I'll, I'll even I'll okay, further how good while, while I'm gonna further how good John's videos are. That John and John knows this because I asked him for his uh for his code. I said I'd never do Spark. I signed up for Spark. <laughs> Did you really? With John's code because I was watching his videos and I was like, okay, man, I could make I could do something with this. I think maybe. How, how, how's, it, how's the market? Oh, I'm on a wait list. <laughs> hey, <you're stuck. laughs> All right, so we'll see you two years from now. Uh, we'll see you in two years. <laughs> it's like it's like Curry. You should have jumped in when uh, when it got on there. It's and that's what now. I thought had happened. I thought you know, okay, this thing's burnt out a little bit. Like I saw, I, I was chatting, I think, to, through text with Brandon <laughs> Dashing Grandpa today, and he said oddly he didn't even get one order today. And he kind of counts on those in a day. When know, everyone like, is telling how awesome something is, eventually it dries up, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The honeymoon period. I mean, it's no joke. I mean, it's one of the best terminologies I've ever heard for these gig apps. They all have a honeymoon period. They all have it. No eventually they get the saturation. Go, yeah. Every single one of Except them for has. curry. Well, I think everything has in your market. <laughs> I'm you not even going to go. Curry, some crazy curry orders. <laughs> um. You know, I mean, the worst thing I can say about curries is sometimes there aren't as many orders, but like some days it blows up so hard and you're just trying to pick which ones. But, um, you know, also, though, I got to say, curry started in January 2019. They made a profit in 2019. And they've made a profit ever since. And they pay drivers better than any other app. Like Dana from New York. Uh, um he he does it like I was saying. He does a bunch of curry. Curry's having a renaissance in Boston right now. <laughs> I know because you and I were talking. I had Dana on the last mile a few weeks back, and uh, we were talking about how uh, it was the the numbers had slowed a bit at the end of uh, uh, coming into like um, April, but uh, now they're like getting huge again. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just find I find it interesting all these Walmart things that they're doing. But like I said, I I said I would never ever do it, and I did it because of John's videos. And I also, think you should also do it just because of the opportunity to get more dumpling customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, at first I won't pick them off. I need to like try it. First. You gotta sneak <laughs> in first. <laughs> but I uh, but also guys like when I was when I was learning shipped, 
I learned from John's videos. In fact, that's how I got to know, really know about John was a, that it was like two years ago or whatever, a year and a half ago, right before I did uh, Instacart ship challenge in November, December, not this last one, but a year back. And I watched all John's ship videos. That's what, how, what taught me how to do ship too. So when John locks in on something, it's worth watching. So I mean, for, for Walmart, I don't know if you, you know this, uh, John, or if you can answer this question. Because the issue with the Instacart is that they are upcharging and taking a lot from both the driver, or the shopper, and the customer. So if Steven wanted to approach customers from Walmart, can he? Because if Walmart not is not taking a lot from the you know, off the top, then they may not be. So there's a different angle, not necessarily because of the prices, but because of there's limited slots when you order Walmart. So if you want your order today, but there's no slots today, then you're just out of luck. Okay, but so having a Steve uh, there to say, yeah, hey, yeah. anytime, any place, well, not anytime, any place, anytime, <laughs> any day, <laughs> two in the morning, he'll show up. <laughs> so I can get you there. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a good angle to, to get onto. Okay. So yeah, no tricks to getting up. You don't have tricks to get off the wait list, right? Well, I do have one he trick. Can, which, he well, not even a trick. Go but. and like solve the whomever at Curbivore and and got him on. <laughs> yeah, we totally missed that. Ah, oh, damn it. Like, I also I also heard you know Sergio was giving away a tip that I used to do in rideshare too. I heard him say it on your show yesterday, and I was kind of I was watching it. I was laughing so hard because I used to do that too. But he was like, he's like for those people that didn't know how to make money when because you guys were talking at least briefly talking about Uberpool. He's like, there was a way to make money on that. As soon as you got the first passenger, you just said, hey, you want this trip to be just you? And they, if they were like, yeah, you're like, give me five bucks. And, and you click, this is my last ride. And they won't add any to you. Ah. <laughs> 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 Got to be creative out here. <laughs> hey, there's a hack to everything. You always got to find those loopholes. Yeah. Um, so quick, quick little story here kind of weird uh and it's a daily dot story so of course it involves tiktok but the story itself is kind of interesting so truckers got to do what they got to do so this doordash driver uh had to deliver a wendy's order to a truck driver on the side of interstate so she takes the wendy's order that's my that's mistake one i thought <laughs> that's where you messed up right there you'll that's, never yeah. find you'll never find Game over wendy's yeah. <laughs> But so she get here's how weird it is. She gets a when she gets to Wendy's and it's for two waters. Not a, and she even like she mentions not even a frosty, nothing, just two waters. That's she didn't cancel it right away. I, I don't so she and then she drives to this like um like construction place at night. And in this thing, she's like, not I don't know if it's in her video too, but she's talking about that's it. This is where my life ends. It's over. (laughs) She pulls in and like nothing's there. She's like, this is where I'm going to get killed. And so she calls the person and they're like, well, I'm on the interstate. And it was this this was the closest I could show you. She had to get out and like walk to this fence and hand the waters through to this truck driver who had been stranded on the side of a highway for three hours who had it needed a tow. And in the article, they point out that often these these toes can take a while and they can. But so the person needed a water and she walks to this fence. She pushes them through. And the lady's like, yeah, my, it was a lady truck driver. She's like, my semi died. I'm just waiting for a tow. 
and she, she felt like she did something good right and then she's like okay maybe i'll at least get a tip no tip Damn. no tip come on come on Terrible. dude <laughs> and two Damn. waters from a wendy's like don't can't you do that can't you just get them from like a gallon from 7-eleven on instacart maybe the water from wendy's thing. yeah maybe the water from wendy's is extra delicious or something <laughs> i don't know so anyway, um, they they asked her. They said, "Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't get a tip?" Or and she said, "Unfortunately, I didn't get any tips yesterday. My area was quiet. Um, I only had five star reviews, and I made eight dollars an hour." Okay, so I find so many things wrong with this. First of all, <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> like so many things. First of all, the minute I'm in a dark parking lot, like I'm calling. Not even a park. It's not even a parking lot. Wherever it's a, she is, it's a cons- she went into like a construction zone. Yeah, like no. you'd see in the movies like where you get killed. Movie beginning. Yeah, exactly. Abort, abort. abort. <laughs> like don't continue on with the organization. You feel unsafe. No water, even if it is two waters, are worth your safety and a feeling that, like, trust your gut. If your gut is telling you to, like, run for your life, run for your life and then call DoorDash. Like, it's not worth it. Like, none of this is worth your life or being assaulted or anything else that's been happening to drivers lately. Like, no. Mm -mm. And no offense to this person, but I got to say, like, I feel like like when Hannibal said, well, why'd they or whoever said, why'd they even take the waters? I feel like whoever made the order, like if I had drove into that construction place, I'd have thought I'm dead here like she was. But I also would have probably thought, man, I probably shouldn't have taken those waters because they were looking for somebody stupid. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> no, only a dumb person would take two waters. What I take this note like, to water order. Sure the red flags go honestly. Why would red flags go off in your head though? Even when you got two Wendy's and like you got two waters from Wendy's, like to me that's like red flag number one. I don't know about you guys, but especially on DoorDash, you can't do this on Uber Eats and even GrubHub. But if it's DoorDash, like you can actually look ahead to the delivery notes, yep. see where it's located, where you're going, what the notes are. And if there's anything like with these notes, like that, like that's like flag number like two, three, four, five, and six. Like get like abort. Get 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 rid of it. It's not worth yeah. it. Um so I got one, I I got a couple others, but we'll 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 save some stories for tomorrow night. Uh but I do have one I want to talk about tonight because I found this one really kind of interesting. Um and and it's a happy story. So there is a no, there's a third uh laundry service now. There was launder, there was um hamper, and now there is Sudshare. And the the woman who who is who got into this, she's not she doesn't own the company, she was just doing it, is now making twenty four thousand dollars a month. And we can go through the math because it's it's crazy she actually she did like i don't know if you guys have when i talk about dumpling i've had celeste on a few times who owns a place outside of atlantic city called down by the sea um is the name of her store she actually has turned it into a business has employees now but here's what happened so this lady was doing she was a um previous to this she was a uh because i was looking at her her income and everything she was, she was making something like, okay, there it is. 
So she was a medical lab technologist making $76,000 a year. Um, but she was getting sick of it. She didn't, she didn't have her life kind of thing. She, she just wanted to do something else. So she had some side gigs going and, and she got into this. And, um, so she, she was doing some laundry and she said before she knew it, she had hired a few people and she was pulling in 4k a month. And last year she made $46,000 on the platform in a year. Okay. Now, the earnings helped her and her husband realize her dream of opening a laundromat on their own in uh, Lan- Lanham, Maryland. I hope I said Laham, Maryland. I don't know. Um, sounds, yeah. yeah. Named the laundry room. Her team of four employees who started out washing um, laundry with her via Sudshare brings in 24000 in revenue per month now. Wow. And nice. they're, they're opening their second location here. There you go, Steve. Go, go stable, stable, yeah, stable business, right? Washing Kim, according to you, nobody would hire me to do laundry. Remember? <laughs> so, I, 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 I still have the launderer app. I had in two years probably one request, and I didn't take it. So that, that didn't that didn't work out. I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, launder launder actually tra- changed hands three times. I did the very first interview they ever did. And I know that I think UDM did one too with them, but like, I, I know that they had three different owners and I don't think they ever took off and they were trading ownership, but hamper was doing okay. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they still are. Um, They were the more known one, but I had never even heard of Sudshare, but that's, I guess, so now there's three laundry apps. I think it's definitely where you are because most people, first of all, rather wash their own clothes. So I think it's a good percentage that don't want anyone else to touch their stuff. And on top of that, if you are in a if you are in this big, you know, you're in a big city is where I'm at. There's a laundromats are around very quickly. Like they're around the corner. Like I actually have yeah. wash and dryer in my house. But yeah, it depends on where you are that I see that working. I have like you guys know I have like all these McMansions around me. I can't tell you how many times I go to deliver in the mornings. Uh, or even early afternoons and they have like their laundry bags just like on their porch ready for pickup because they have dry cleaners come pick up their laundry do them and go back and deliver it to their house so i guess it's kind of like the same concept that they just really don't want to do their laundry and let's hire someone to do it for me you're saving about a few hours of, especially if you have, have lots. You, have of you changed your mind, Kim? Would you allow me to do your laundry? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good. That's a good answer, Kim. I guess, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So yeah, see, like, I guess guys, I, I guess it's a sexist thing. They won't. No, like, but I said I wouldn't allow anybody to do my laundry. Yeah, like, but if it was so a world, ridiculous. we created a whole situation. Remember, there was like a world <laughs> pandemic. You couldn't leave the house. And <laughs> I know you and Holly were talking about using the sink, and we said the sink was toxic. I don't know. There was no yeah. other way to get it done. But money is good, though. I mean, the amount of money being earned. I mean, why are we picking up food and groceries? Like, uh, you feel like you're somebody able to... who's getting their yeah, their laundry done. They gotta you tip it while I figure. I hope I hope you don't get bed bugs doing that, man, because that stuff spreads. <coughs> yes, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking. I mean, like you were saying, like don't most people do their own laundry? You know, like I would when, assume so. Who's outsourcing this? 
But I if do you know like, the, where you, if you live where yeah, if you area where Kim is, where there's people who are just so busy and they have the money, I'm sure you could probably clean up. Um, Jersey man just put a comment. I just want to answer it. Hannibal, are you still doing the cuddling app? No, I've retired from cuddling. Um, no one wanted to cuddle with me, and the business failed. So. Did you take your profile off, or is it still up? It's still there, but I probably should take it down. Okay, actually, so Mike the market the market has told me they're not interested. Mike Basaglia wanted to, co- to cuddle with you. Well, that's that's the private client, and well, I'll talk to him. Private later. client. <laughs> That's a private. That's off the app. Uh, you know, sometimes even Rover. I'm like, you wanna... he even told you we'll just we'll just play games. Yeah, um, play... <laughs> yeah. Talk about basketball. <laughs> so he, Hannibal did have a client. I don't know what, why he just never took it. I guess he dropped the ball. <laughs> um, not bad. But um, yeah, uh, you guys, uh, we actually wrapped up like in a timely manner here tonight. So Kim, what do you got going on? Lots of things. Um, lots of things. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, just like I said, just doing my normal, my normal content on my own, my own channel. I have Money Hungry on the Ride Chair channel on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, we already had Steve on. We had Sergio this past week, so we're starting to get guests on um to come onto the show so that's actually kind of exciting just to get different perspectives opposed to us just talking um about stuff so it's actually been a lot of fun um really getting to know the different communities and um yeah so join us it's it's just we have lots of topics to talk about lots of fun um we always don't agree on things so it's actually really fun to see different um opinions on stuff that's happening in the food delivery space and also last mile delivery space so um we have that on thursdays i'm here with you guys and i'm still doing gig work i'm still working you know 40 hours a week doing gig work so you know, four full. I always say I have four full time jobs: gig work, YouTube, husband, daughter. Yeah, that's it. That's five, or that's oh no, it's four. That's four. That's it. We're good. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a hundred and what sixty eight. What is it? Hundred and sixty? How many hours in a week? One hundred sixty eight. I think. I don't know. So, I think hundred sixty eight. I think she has eight hours to herself a week. Yeah, because cool. I mean, under those, you'd have forty, forty, forty. So you'd have eight hours of free time to sleep every week. <laughs> <laughs> like like an hour, an hour and six minutes a night, an hour and eight minutes a night. <laughs> Is that about right? Sounds about right. <laughs> but I did take off on Mother's Day. It's a, it was a very rare occasion, but I took off the entire day and spent it with my family, which was like a really nice treat um, to really just take time and not do anything and you know, had fun with my daughter and she made me a whole bunch of homemade stuff, which is always really adorable and cute. If you have a six-year-old who is just learning how to write, it becomes quite amusing. So it was a good day. (laughs) Nice. And Hannibal, Hannibal, guys, by the way, Hannibal is the hottest channel on YouTube. Oh, he is. Please. He is, dude. He really is. <laughs> I guess so. Listen, just talk about a lot of drama and people fighting each other, and you do pretty well. Um, for me, I'm actually finishing up a video on Rover and Wag, the two apps. Um, I don't, I don't talk about Wag a lot, but I think for a lot of vacationing happening this summer, I think the you know pet care you can still do pretty well with that. So it'll be a quick little video. I should be out either tomorrow or Saturday. 
Um, and also just um helping uh crazy Pedro uh get this uh gig <laughs> conference going on in Denver in August 4th. Um, talking to some content creators, talking to Van, um, the driving addict, side hustle addict. He changes his name a lot, but he's obviously going to be interested in doing that. And I also reached out to um, Delivery TV, uh, Luis. He's interested as well. So you know, putting that together and making some videos along the way. So uh, it's going to be a very crazy summer, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. And 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 just real quick, Wag. Wag is more like the um, on-demand more. Correct. Yeah. So Wag, Wag is doing more of uh, what Rover's already kind of set in terms of doing uh, dog boarding, but they have those features as well. But yeah, Wag is more like what we do. We turn on an app and see what who's available to whatever work that's available. Um, but I think both of those apps are pretty effective if you want to make some money, especially when you know the slowdown with the food delivery may be happening in your market in the summertime. So. You know, just something else is there, and also, I you know, I didn't realize there's so many laundry apps out there. So I'm gonna take a look at those and see. Hey, listen, I won't hire you. You able? You're a guy, dude. You're gonna have you to put able... your wife's picture. <laughs> <laughs> you, can... just me you just do the pickups, man. Well, just like shopping. I rather have you know, I don't be sexist, but I rather have a woman because it's gonna do it a little better with shopping compared to us men. I mean, what else? What I'm gonna say? <laughs> and uh, John, what do you got going? Oh, man, more Walmart Spark stuff, uh, a lot of changes with the app and uh, just tips and tricks and uh, even recently letting my community decide what the next video I make is. So, yeah, at least I know yeah. people will be looking for it. Yeah. I mean, and we and we weren't just barking up John's tree earlier either, by the way, yeah. guys, if you want to learn about that stuff, I, I really don't know a better channel to send you to. I watched all of his ship videos before I even started ship because I wanted to know what I was doing on my very first day. And I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. going to watch all of John's videos. And... Yeah. When yeah. I stumbled across John's, I was like, I was like, oh, he's got videos on ship. And I found myself just ending one, watching the next kind of thing. I was like, okay, because I was going to do that challenge. And then that challenge ended up so lopsided because I was only doing shipped. Like Instacart sucked from day one and never was giving me good offers. So I gotta do some shit. I haven't done any shipped this year. I've turned it on, but I'm like at the Walmart parking lot. And I'm like, oh well, if they were closer to Walmart and Target were closer together, I'd do more Target. I had a guy on the podcast, on the audio podcast this week, who lives in North Carolina, who does a lot of ships still, and he does very well. But he, it's all, it's all only um, preferred customers. Oh, you have to. That's the that's I mean, the one thing about shipped. If you do it right and do it for a while you can have a pretty solid customer base that that's all you're doing is it's almost like uh it can be similar to Dublin. Yeah. And that's yeah, the best way of similar. doing it. Like you you know everyone enough to know what they like, what they don't like. If you even if you made a mistake, it's not a big deal because hey, I've had a good good relationship with you the last couple yeah. of shops. So it's not a big issue compared to always dealing with new people every time you shop. So I was some I would assume like even with Steve with the dumpling that you must have a lesser less stressful experience when you're out there shopping. Oh my I I have fun. I actually have fun with it. I don't feel like I'm on an app. Awesome. You know, my clients are great. You know, they they I mean, and they pay for the littlest, stupidest things. And I tell them they don't even have to. But they pay like I have two clients that pay me ten dollars to carry it into their kitchen instead of leaving it in the dirt. I'm like, I'll do that for free because I believe in that. <laughs> like, and they're like, I'm just going to tip you more. I'm like, all right. Well. 
I don't, I'm not going to oppose, but I was just telling you, I'm not going to charge you to bring it inside either. Cause that just seems human to do that. <laughs> you know, I, w- I don't want to leave groceries outside. I think it's a bad idea. I don't know where you guys live, but this time of year here, ants are starting to come out and they're all over. This time of year here, everything's going to be melted if it's longer than 10 minutes. Uh, I ring the doorbell nowadays, especially if I'm delivering anything in the mid-afternoon. Yeah. Does anybody ever order ice cream? Uh, surprisingly, actually, they, they order it in large amounts. It's always like two big gallon tubs. So I was like, oh my gosh. I'm trying to watch my weight, so I don't order a lot of ice cream anymore. I'm trying to, you know, get it together. Um, well, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back here next week. And uh, yeah, keep an eye out for uh, the info on GigCon. And um, uh, I guess that's it. I, we do TNC Driver Nation tomorrow night. And then I'm off for the weekend because it's my 51st birthday. So, Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave away the number. I don't care. It's all right, man. You know, it's well, we had yeah. a big Look, celebration last year, so they kind of already know about it. Yeah, well, you know, the here's the thing. I, I still and I, I I say this all the time. I'm in better shape than most 30 year olds. So, I go. agree. I mean, you bring, out there bring it on. you out there in the snow, spray <laughs> paint, uh, snow, beer mace, and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Man. So look. I don't I, I, that saying like you're as young or as old as you feel is actually true. So yeah, I agree. You know, what do you eat? How, you know, are you, are you healthy at all? You know, what's going on? So, um, but with that said, uh, good night, everybody. And thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Peace.